0: Local voices, local conversations, NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com. I don't have to tell anyone that might be listening to us that Napa Valley is a dynamic place. Some of you may have heard my conversations recently with Greg Cole and Craig Smith about the remarkable multi-billion dollar 20-year renaissance of the city of Napa. Yountville, our own Napa Valley Disneyland, was once a stretch of dive bars, St. Helena, once the part of the valley with first-mover advantage, is paying the price for 20 years of naysayers and negativism. And today, the once-sleepy, western-tinged city of Calistoga is poised for its moment. Hundreds of hotel rooms have come online, and hundreds more have been approved and are waiting to be built. Restaurants are chomping to locate there, and both new retail and retail from other places in the valley are eyeing it. Calistoga is certainly open for business. Leading this effort of late has been Calistoga's mayor and the head of its Chamber of Commerce, Chris Canning. It is my pleasure to welcome Chris to NapaBroadcasting.com. Chris, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Jeff, my pleasure, and I appreciate the opportunity. Always fun to talk with you. It's
0: great to have you here. Talk a little bit about when the inflection point was. When did Calistoga suddenly realize that it had great opportunity and really begin to take advantage of them. It seems in some ways like it happened overnight, but I'm I'm certain that that's not the case.
1: (laughs) If only it happened overnight, I would have uh, kept a lot of those lost nights of sleep as well as many of us. Um, I would say our inflection point um, was about six years ago. you know, heading into the economic, uh, I don't know if we're allowed to call it a recession, the economic uh, issue, um, and realizing that uh, we, we had very few sources of incremental revenue. Um, we also, at the same time, had had, uh, you know, probably a year or two prior, had some renewed interest by some developers and, and resort management companies in the city of Calistoga. So you couple those two, you know, need on our part and an interest on their part, um, and it took a little bit of, uh, actually quite a bit of work to get those to come to fruition uh, and come in place. And, you know, we're we're very fortunate um, that it's worked out. Uh, we're fortunate that we live in such an amazing place, and we're fortunate that people want to do business here. Um, and our biggest challenge and our biggest commitment and our responsibility uh, to our community is to make sure that, we do that in a responsible manner, and that's what we've been working very hard at doing. And you know, here we are six years later, um, and we're, you know, knock on wood, in, in a pretty good place, and it's not by accident. It's a lot of heavy lifting and a lot of uh, sacrifices made by a lot of people and a community that has chosen to, for the most part, um, trust in its leadership and bringing us you know, to the other side of this.
0: Even with the kind of perfect storm coming together that created this opportunity, what was the greatest difficulty in in moving Calistoga forward to accept this this really different future?
1: Summed up in one word, change. Um, People, no matter where you're from, what size of community you're from, what part of the country you're from, or the world for that matter, uh, change is difficult for some people, and when you look back on our history, you know, Solage, uh, Solage Calistoga, world premier resort, spa, restaurant, etc., um, it's now been open, it'll be eight years next month that it's been open, but that was the first new development we had in Calistoga in 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the the fear factor was there when there was the the, were the conversations about Solage coming to town. Oh, it's going to ruin the character. It's going to change the dynamic. Who wants all those rich people here? <laughs> it's going to kill downtown businesses, etc. Um, so the biggest hurdle we did have was just the basis of change. And you know we've got a, quite a few people here um, as. The rest of the, the valley and county have where, you know, they've kind of got their little place of, uh, the little piece of, uh, heaven and paradise and they don't want anything to happen to that. And they, we, we came up against a group that, you know, felt very passionately, which I appreciated and understood about their particular position. Uh, but at the end of the day, in many years and discussions and dialogue, um, and a change in council, um, it was realized that actually the majority of the community um the silent majority had stepped up and said hey this is ridiculous this is what needs to happen um and as long as we do it in a controlled and responsible manner um we can move this forward and you know in in relatively short time you know two years ago two and a half years ago with the ref- first referendum on one of the resorts followed by the second um it, it's very hard to look back and say that we made mistakes, um, or that this was the wrong thing to do. And, you know, there's nothing more convincing than success. And, and I say that very guardedly because there's still a long road ahead of us. Um, we have some serious financial, uh, challenges as many communities, but, uh, in our situation, we at least have a source and a, and a plan and a path to, to pull ourselves out of that.
0: What was the most effective tool for you, other members of the council, other leaders in the community, in energizing that silent majority that you say? We, we see in a lot of situations, and, and we don't even have to give examples, I think most of our listeners know, where a very vocal minority is able to prevent things from happening. How were you so effective in energizing those other people?
1: Transparency, logic, and reason. Um, as as simple as that, we chose right from the beginning, even when I was on, I've been on city council about five years, uh, just entering my second term. So my third year as mayor and we operate this current council and our city staff operate with full transparency. And when you lay it out on the, on the table, you know, simple, basic checking account, here's how much it comes in. Here's how much that goes out. You can't have more going out than coming in. Um, and you lay that against, Hey, Let's think logically and reasonably about how this all works. You know, a lot of people, the, the people concerned about change, you know, it's the environmental impact, it's the uh, water, it's the sewer, it's the character, etc. And if you can speak to those in a logical and reasonable manner, you'll find that most people will come along. Um, we have a situation in, you know, we, we've had a situation in Calistoga, and it's certainly happening and being echoed throughout the valley now, of a very passionate very vocal but not necessarily um speaking for the majority group of folks who who feel very strongly in one particular uh, direction and and again i applaud that that's the system under which we operate but the vocal mi- minority should never overpower and over uh overcall the the large majority and we had some knockdown, down drag out conversations we had a very contentious election two elections ago when i was first elected mayor um but you know the dust is settled and there is life on the other side and people have started to realize that hey it's not the end of the world um you know with that said it's not nirvana here we still have some people who feel very strongly um that we're doing the wrong thing but at the end of the day, uh, as I said a little bit earlier, success is proving that we're, we're we're headed in the right direction.
0: What do you see Calistoga looking like in five years, ten years? How will the character change? How will it be preserved with all this this new activity? Talk a little bit about how you see it evolving and what it might look like in those out years.
1: Sure, um, I don't see the character changing very much. I know there are there are folks who say, oh, once the new resorts come in, it's going to change everything. There'll be, you know, quote, rich people here who are just here for a good time. They're not contributing to the community. Um, at the end of the day, the character of community is driven by those that live here. And the dynamic of who's living here is not changing. Um, do we have issues on, you know, is there affordable housing Gap, Are there affordable housing gaps? Yes. Um, Do we have a challenge with an increase in second home ownership? Yes. Uh, But at the end of the day, the character is driven, created and driven by the people that live here. And that's not changing dramatically. Uh, Yes, we're having some, you know, conversion as any community would, where you're having, you know, for lack of a better phrase, some of the old guard moving on. You've got some you know, younger folks coming in, uh, but that's just the normal dynamic of change that happens and should happen in any community. Um, so what I see five, ten years, I see Calistoga's character as being laid back, approachable, relaxed, comfortable, friendly, all that's still here. Um, what I see different is, hey, we've got a means by which to pay for all of the infrastructure we use. We've got a means by which to pay for all of the deferred maintenance that we've done. Uh, And more importantly, we've got a means by which to pay for incremental programs and events and activities. Our general philosophy, and, and one that I stand very strongly by, is why not use the interest of tourism to improve the quality of life for the people that live here? Um, you know, fortunately, we don't sit on top of a diamond mine. We don't sit on top of an oil well, so you're not going to have those kind of impacts. Our natural resource is the beauty around us, is the geothermal source we sit on for our world famous spas and resorts, and it's the wine industry. People want to come to Calistoga, so if they want to be here, and we love having them here, why not allow them the opportunity to leave some stuff behind? That being money, uh, so that we can improve things for our kids and our seniors and uh, and, and those of us that live here on a daily basis, we are a living, working, breathing town. Um, we're not a Disneyland. Um, you know, you're going to walk down here, no matter where you are from the world, and you're going to bump into somebody in the street. Who's not just the winemaker is the winery owner or owns the restaurant next door. Um, et cetera. And so then the people who work in those places all live here. They raise their kids here. We go to church here. Um, it's a living, breathing place that happens to, uh, uh, take advantage of, for lack of a better phrase, uh, the industry that we're we're fortunate to be a part of.
0: Narrowing that context down, how does Calistoga see its identity with respect to and in relationship to the other cities, the other places in the valley?
1: Well, Napa Valley as a whole is obviously world class destination. You know, people know it. It's an Amazing trademark. It's an amazing brand. It's an amazing place. But inside of that, each of the different communities has their own character, has their own look and feel. Um, We love. Personally, I love going down to Yountville. I love going to Napa. I love going to St. Helena. But I also love what's different in Calistoga versus those communities. Um, We're we always want to be that laid back, relaxed place. Um, You know, in the past, people have used the word "it's funky." Um, I've heard gritty. I've heard whimsical. Um, you know, we've got Michelin star restaurant you can walk into with a T-shirt and flip flops. Um, we, we are distinguishing characteristic to the rest of the communities. So yes, we have good food. Yes, we have good wine. Um, we we own the market up here on uh, on spas, but we also have uh, we're in an amazing part of the valley where our view sheds, our outdoor activities are like no other around and. Uh, that's how we see ourselves a little differently. We're, we applaud the work um, and the change that's happened over, you know, not so far from us is uh, Healdsburg. Applaud the change that's happened down in yachtville, um, as you mentioned at the start of this, you know, some 20 years. Um, and applaud the change that's going on over in Napa. But all of them are, are different for their own reasons, and we don't want to be like any of the others. Um, we learn from what they've done. Um, We learn from our our own mistakes here and there, Uh, but at the end of the day, Calistoga will always be different, and our biggest charge is to protect that character and charm, but with that said, you do have to allow for some change, and I think you can control and manage that change.
0: What pressure does that create on city services and water and, and other related municipal issues, and how are you dealing with those?
1: Well, one of my favorite things to talk about when uh, people talk about, you know, with the process we went through um, to approve the two modestly sized resorts that are coming into town is, you know, we fast forward, you know, two years later and and I was in the grocery store and I had a finger wagged at me for look what you caused. You've created the drought (laughs) because you approved those resorts. So I, I assured the person I was chatting with that if I indeed had the power to create weather, I wouldn't be the mayor of Calistoga. I'd be <laughs> looking at some loftier goals. <laughs> um, that aside, you know, the reality is, is we're in this drought, but that, you know, set that off to the side of the table for one second. We have examined uh, over several years, like most communities do what our true needs are for water and sewer um, water, and wastewater as we move forward. Even with all of these resorts in play, we are very confident and comfortable that we have the the resources and the infrastructure to absorb these. Now we do have some challenges that we're working through uh, that were there even before these projects came to fruition or came into a mindset. But some of those changes, you know, at our wastewater uh, facility need some modifications. Those had to be done regardless. The problem is we had no money in which to do those to correct those. Like several, several other communities in the in the county, um, this resort opportunity, resorts opportunities allows for that revenue source to make those necessary corrections as we move forward. Now, no bones about it, we're we're two two and a half years away from the first toilet flushing or the first shower being turned on at these two new projects. Um, and if two and a half years from now, you and I are still talking about the fact that it hasn't rained, um, Calistoga, along with the rest of the state of California has much bigger issues and and there are mechanisms for which we can manage through that. Um, are we all hoping and praying for rain at some point? Absolutely. Um, but we can't sit on the sideline and with our, you know, hands folded and wait for something to happen before we continue along and creating this, this forward progress that we need.
0: You mentioned housing issues a while ago and all the things that that are related to that, affordable housing being one, the dramatic increase in the entire valley in second home ownership, and and just some of the other housing challenges. Talk a little bit about those in the context of what you're doing, what you're seeing in Calistoga.
1: A little bit of victim of our own success. Calistoga has always been a desirable place to be. We went a little bit quiet for a long period of time. Um, there's a lot more interest in Calistoga now. You know, we've got some new properties on, on the market, I should say new uh, hotel rooms on the market, expansions of some resorts, Indian Springs is an example, um, which creates a demand for labor. Labor creates a demand for housing. We're 2.2 square miles in the city of Calistoga. We don't have that much available land. And what land is available, you'll find no different than anywhere else in the county. People are hard-pressed to give that up um, at a reasonable rate, uh, that makes affordable, and affordable is not synonymous with low income. It's just affordable at all levels of housing in the community. Um, bottom line, and some, you know, some folks don't like to hear this, but it's the reality, and I, I, I try my best to deal in realities. The city of Calistoga will never, ever have enough housing to accommodate its need for labor, and that's the reality of the situation we're always going to be a commute in community. So our charge in addition to trying to find some interesting ways to solve for housing um, is also to find interesting ways to get labor here. And we're working on that. Um, in my role as the Chamber of Commerce, we've got a project we're working on now um, to do that. It's done in other parts of the U.S. that have similar situations where you're, you're a destination that's somewhat landlocked or isolated. Um, so we're working through that. The affordable housing issue for those that live here, um, you know, we, we basically have been designated a commute in market. Um, we're not going to have enough housing, as I mentioned, but we're also at a zero vacancy rate on rentals. And, you know, the simple, uh, I, I'm not a math major, or an economics <laughs> major, but the simple, simple equation of supply and demand has driven some of our rental rates, um, too embarrassing levels, quite frankly, for the quality of the product that might be out there. Um, And we have a challenge because we've got some middle to lower middle-income families that have a hard time making it work. Um, But other than the city finding a plot of land and finding, you know, tens of millions of dollars to build apartment complexes on, Um, I don't know that there's a simple solution for it. And, you know, there's this notion that nobody should have to commute to work. Well, you know, my background, where I've been, where I come from, the reality is that most of the world commutes. We just need to get more creative in how that commuting occurs so there is minimal impact to environment, et cetera, um, and managing through that. But, but rest assured there are no no delusions up here that oh we're going to have this solved this is always going to be a problem but it's one that I don't believe we can solve for uh, in its entirety
0: one of the other challenges or sort of interesting aspects of what Calistoga faces with respect to commuting and, and where people are coming from whether it be visitors or people working there is that unlike so many other places in the valley, one doesn't necessarily have to drive through the valley to get there. There's a lot of people that get to Calistoga coming up the 101, coming from Santa Rosa. Talk about what challenges that presents, and and it really makes it different than other parts of the valley in a number of respects.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, we're the farthest part of the valley. We're the northernmost part. We like to consider ourselves the crown of the valley. Um, What makes us beautiful makes us desirable what makes us interesting what causes people to enjoy themselves here is our isolation you know we're at the narrowest part of the valley so you've got great view sheds great hiking trails biking trails etc um that same isolation makes it a little bit of a challenge to get here and, and we know that and we have to be a little bit better about what we offer here so that people are, are rewarded for making that that adventure and that journey um, we would love, and, and we partner very well with our, our sister cities down the valley, we would love to just have every visitor who comes to see us come up through the valley so that they have that whole experience, that whole arrival experience. They're exposed to the different communities. Again, back to what I mentioned, each of us has our own kind of character and charm. We'd love to share that with people who come up. Um, the reality is it's, it's to the point where... Um, it's, it's a heck of a lot faster to get to Calistoga if you come up through Sonoma County up to 101 and come across uh, from Santa Rosa. Um, you know, we all know what our issues are and challenges, especially some short-term, that being the channelization project in St. Helena, some long-term with the, the hang-ups we have in American Canyon. Um, but, you know, the county is, is addressing that as best they can. A lot of folks would like to say that the cause of that traffic is tourism, uh, and it's not. I mean, tourism may contribute 5% to that. Um, the vast majority of that traffic, and I sit on the board for NCTPA, um, is cross-county commuting. It's folks in Lake County passing through Calistoga to go over to Sonoma County, people from Sonoma County or Lake County passing down Valley to go to um, areas south of us. Um, and I, there is no magic bullet on that one either, a short-term solution, but you know, we're, we're all working on that. Um, are we to the point where in Cal we're marketing the fact that people should come up from the Bay Area, you know, 80% of our visitors are from the Bay Area, very similar to the rest of the valley. Mm-hmm. Are we to the point where we're marketing to those folks to come up through uh, Sonoma County? No, not officially, not yet. Um, we want to share, share, you know, share this prosperity and this love with uh, with our friends uh, south of us in Napa County. Um, but it, it does create its challenge. And, you know, uh, regarding uh, how we market california we're certainly not out there trying to with the goal of getting more tourists here and visitors we're, our goal is to have more qualified visitors um, and i know that could be an uncomfortable word for people but you know we would much rather have one hundred people spending a thousand dollars than a thousand people spending a hundred dollars just because of the impact uh... To infrastructure whether it be you know our roads up here, or just the traffic situation.
0: In that sense, it's very consistent with the broader goals laid out by Visit Napa Valley. Mm-hmm.
1: I think they're doing a great job. Uh, we work very well with them. Um, in, in you know, it's an easy thing to throw a rock at uh, tourism, but again, when you start peeling back the map, and in, in you know, previous uh, a little earlier in a conversation, I mentioned, you know, how do you overcome challenges? It's transparency. You know, logic and reason, when you start presenting the actual data, not the propaganda, but the actual facts and figures, um, it's easy to see where the sources of traffic are, where the sources of you know, congestion are, where the sources of water usage are, etc. And tourism has a very, uh, I should say, a relatively small impact on the overall um, situation. You know, most of the traffic, most of the water use is us, us being the folks that live and work here.
0: Chris, since a lot of people that are, that are listening to us are outside of Calistoga, talk a little bit about your background, how you came there, how you uh, came to be on the council and then be mayor.
1: So I'm an East Coast kid by birth, um, which some people say explains my uh, pleasant disposition. That's a little bit of a joke. <laughs> I tend to, I'm a native New Englander, so I tend to be very direct. Um, born and raised in a small town in Connecticut, not much uh, bigger than Calistoga, actually smaller than Calistoga when I was growing up there. Um, schooled on the East coast, worked on the East coast, um, traveled around the U S uh, with my employer, moved overseas, spent three and a half years in Paris and then was transferred to Calistoga to manage the Calistoga beverage company, or Calistoga Mineral Water. Uh, was here about three and a half years and the company, uh, I had been with at that point for 16 years, the parent company, said, Okay, we're moving you back to the East Coast. And literally, Jeff, two weeks before the moving truck was coming, I'm out walking my dog, I'm looking around, and I'm like, What am I doing? Um, You know, at that point, I had a pretty good good benchmark for uh, what a good lifestyle was, uh, having lived other places, and said, Nope, I'm staying. Um, So, you know, retired and had to find a job pretty darn quickly. Um, ended up with the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, they had a change in their executive director at that point, and with my previous employer. I did a lot of transition management, operations, etc., so did that part-time for the Chamber to help them through their transition period, and here I am almost six years later still in that role and loving it. Um, regarding elected office, I was, you know, when I was managing the water company, which was one of the biggest employers in town, and then also my role as chamber, you know, I'd find some things about interacting with the city that I didn't appreciate. And on a particular Sunday, I was complaining to my dad, who's from the East Coast, and was, as he calls it bitching and moaning. And he actually said to me, shut up or get involved. And uh, I took that as a challenge. And Said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to show you." And I ran for city council, never expecting to get elected, um, being an outsider, um, and got elected two years later. Said, "I think I could do a pretty decent job as mayor," and here we are.
0: Do you see conflicts, problems, issues, and and I know you've addressed this before between being head of the chamber and being mayor.
1: Um, I, I do, and I appreciate, you know, especially when I first ran for city council and then it really came up when I was running for mayor, people's concern about conflicts of interest. Um, and we have to be very careful. I have to be very careful about what I do, how I do it, what I say. Um, you know, no bones about it. There's already been a fine levied against me by the Fair Political Practices Commission. Um, and it was for what they viewed as a misstep. I feel very differently. I was the first mayor. I'm not the first mayor and head of a chamber or business group to ever be mayor uh, in the state of California, but they used a new benchmark and, you know, that happened three years ago now. And, uh, we're past that. We have rules of engagement. Uh, but when you think about what what the goal of a mayor is, and what the goal or a city council, is, and what the goal of a head of a chamber, is, co- commerce, is in a community, it's forward progress. It's improved quality of life for for people. It's an improved business environment. There is a lot of synergy between those those two roles, um, and you know we're in a small community. Um, there are many hats to be worn, and there aren't. You know, unfortunately, there aren't. aren't enough people to put under those hats at times. You know, some of the challenges we have are, uh, and they're faced in most small communities, is it's interesting to find people who are willing to serve. It's interesting to find people who are capable of serving. It's much rarer to find somebody, people who are both willing and capable. Um, and, and we've experienced uh, you know, very interested and willing people in the past who may not have been best served to serve in the roles that they did, but you know, kudos to them for stepping up and wanting to help out um it's something we're always going to have have here and i'm happy to help i've had an interesting background which i've appreciated but i absolutely love being here I've been here nine years in calistoga it's an amazing place and i am willing and interested in serving as long as the people feel that i'm contributing otherwise i'll go back to the private sector and make some money
0: <laughs> you have interest in running for office perhaps uh, other offices in the valley beyond calistoga
1: um as we see here today no actually you know when i think about how that i got into it and i get asked that question a lot when i think about how i got into it it was you know me trying to spite my father for telling me to pipe down or get involved and you know my my only interest at that time and, and currently is the betterment of the community in which i live and love and um it's calistoga now you know at some point if People feel I could be more helpful on a broader scale um, after I feel very comfortable that Calistoga is is on firm footing and where it needs to be, then I could consider it. But it's certainly not uh, in a long-range long plan for me. Um, I'm fortunate because we have an amazing city council up here. We do a great job, absolutely a team effort. Um, we have a great city staff. Our city manager is outstanding. Um, on my daytime job, I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by very capable and skilled folks as well. So uh, I have kind of a really good situation here, um, and, and getting beyond that you know, could stir things up um, for me and create more work, and who wants that when you're living in paradise?
0: <laughs> Calistoga Mayor Chris Canning. Chris, I thank you so much for spending time with us today.
1: Jeff, I appreciate it, and uh, don't hesitate to call back. Thank
0: you. Wine, food Talk Napa